0: Upon entering, Padmasambhava beheld the Darkani enthroned on the dais of Surya city, the magical attainment of sun and moon, adorned with the six solar and lunar ornaments. Red in color, she was flanked by darkars. She wore bone ornaments and held a skull carp and a wooden drum in her hands, surrounded by 33 maidens she was performing a feast offering. So here she is, the great darkening, the magical attainment of sun and moon, the union of solar and lunar energies, the one who embodies the union of solar and lunar energies. She's seated, cross-legged on the great throne, and she is red, a gorgeous, deep and luminous red, the colour of blood, of passion, of great compassion. Maharaga, great passion, which is great compassion. She's holding a skull cup and rattling a wooden damaru. She's wearing the six solar and lunar ornaments. We're not told what these are. Presumably they're bracelets and necklace, jewellery, displaying, proclaiming beautifully her realisation of the union of sun and moon and she's wearing the bone ornaments of spiritual death of Shunyata. She's sitting there, majestic, vast, beautiful, awe-inspiring. She's flanked by darkars. These are the male equivalents of darkenies. These are beautiful, youthful men, strong men, of different colours, very inspirational, Figures delighting in the great darkening, and she delights in them. And there are thirty-three maidens, thirty-three kumaris, beautiful kumaris, dancing around her. And Surya Chandra Siddhi is performing, is leading a great feast offering, a guna chakra, a guna puja. The gana is the guna chakra is. the the particular name for the Tantric Sangha, the Gana, the, the intimate gathering of disciples around a teacher. And the Gana Chakra, the Gana Puja, is a typically Tantric Puja. It's a celebration of the great bliss, the great joy, the great realization that is always present of the union of bliss and emptiness, and there is songs and feasting and the making of great offerings to all the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. And Padma, Padmasambhava has joined this amazing scene. He's wandered into this great feast offering, presided over by the great Dakini with her darkas and her maidens. He's been allowed into this rare feast offering. I remember once, many, many years ago, when I was a young man, not long ordained, and I was living in India. I'd gone to Darjeeling and and Kalimpong to see some of Bhante's teachers, Sangharachita's teachers. And I wandered into a monastery to find, see if I could find Chetal Songye Dorje. And I wandered into a feast offering uh, that the Tibetan monks were performing. Uh, And uh, I stumbled in and you felt rather foolish. And they just laughed at me. They just laughed at me. They thought it was hilarious that this young Englishman should wander into their feast offering. But I did eventually find Chetal Songye Dorje. What does Padma do? He doesn't feel foolish. He knows how to respond to the situation. He's properly trained. He is the real disciple going for initiation. He prostrated himself to the enthroned darkening, circumambulated her and presented to her a golden wheel with a thousand spokes. So he prostrates and circumambulates. He shows the proper forms of respect and reverence. He surrenders himself completely to the darkening and to her entourage. And he offers a golden wheel with a thousand spokes. He kneels holding this incredible golden wheel. We must imagine immaculate workmanship. Presumably he's conjured it up through his city or he just had it handy, brought it with him. We don't know. He's entreating, begging for the teaching. Very often this Golden wheel is the symbol of entreaty. You sometimes see in in paintings, Brahma, when he's making the request of the Buddha after his enlightenment, he's holding a wheel, a golden wheel. Gold is the most precious, the most valuable of all substances, traditionally. This reminds me, this particular incident of Bhante Sangharashtha, Urgen Sangharashtha once saying, once telling us, that when he was starting to take Tantric initiations, ask for Tantric initiations from some of the greatest lamas of the 20th century, he was advised by his Tibetan friends and other teachers, when you go to the initiation, you must offer cash. There must be a cash offering. He'd never heard of this before. This would be expected and, of course, in the old days, It was gold that needed to be offered to the teacher, the most valuable thing. And Bhante was very impressed by this. He said the tantric path is so realistic, so concrete, you need to offer what you regard as most valuable to the teacher if you want the initiation. After all, this initiation, this teaching, is going to show you the path to liberation. They sometimes say of these practices, this is the most effective way to liberation. This is the quick way to liberation. Well, how much do you value that? How much are you prepared to give? How much are you prepared to offer? Bhante himself said that he didn't have very, hardly any money in those days, and you were not told how much cash to to offer. So you really had to think, how much do I really value this? How much do I really need and want this? said it's very, very interesting. Very, very interesting when he was told this. Padma gives a golden wheel of a thousand spokes, which esoterically could mean, could represent the transformation and purification of his entire psychophysical being. The chakras, the wheels, the lotus wheels that make up the spiritual body, the energetic body of Tantric Buddhism are all linked up with the nadis, the the channels throughout the body, thousands and thousands of energy channels. Perhaps the offering of the golden wheel indicates that Padmasambhava has completely purified his entire being. All energies are flowing completely freely, it's this that is offered. Everything is completely open to the darkening. His whole being is avail- available for her, to her. Nothing is left out. So if you're enjoying, appreciating, benefiting from this series of short talks by Padma Vajra on the life and liberation of Sandhava, him channeling these lightning flashes from the blue beyond, then please do consider making a donation to Padmaloka. We're still in uh, uncertain financial times. This year we lost our main source of income, uh, our retreat income, and even though people are starting to return to Padmaloka now, uh, our costs have considerably gone up uh, given the various measures that we have to put in place. So although we've benefited enormously from people's generosity uh, throughout the year, we really need to keep that stream of generosity flowing. So do please consider giving what you can. You can do that by following the link that's attached to this video or beneath in our YouTube channel or visiting our website and making a one-off donation or taking out a monthly standing order. Thank you.